Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, on the alert. Here goes. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. So much dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. This is going to be juicy. Netflix has just made a drinking game based on the series Dead to Me. The game, which was shared on the show's Instagram page, is played while you're watching and for the most part seems to be a good time uh, to play. You just have to know the characters and take a drink each time a certain character does something in the instructions, like all drinking games. Uh, The second season just debuted uh, Friday, I believe. Um, But, you know, you can Yeah, I started it. Did you? Yep, I watched one episode. Well, and what's funny, Lex, last night, Colin and I picked it back up. We have Abandoned it oh, midway right. through season one, and we picked it back up last night. So, cool. yeah. Yep, still on my list. Uh, yep. I mean, I've watched the first season, but yeah, uh, just about to watch that soon. Bill Murray and Guy Fieri are getting set to have a battle for a good cause. Both are in the restaurant business this Friday. The two celebrities and their sons will have a nacho battle called the Nacho Average Showdown. <laughs> yeah, <I> like <laughs> Nacho Average Showdown. <laughs> it's going to be on the Food Network Facebook page, and the judges are going to be Shaq and Terry Crews. Oh, fun. I like that. I don't know. It's like, okay, so are they going to be in the same room together? I guess we'll just have to watch and find out. Yeah. Yes. Because right. ha- they're they going to have to try it and eat it. I was going to say, maybe yeah, they'll he'll each have a plate. and then, yeah, <laughs> Or maybe yeah. they'll just look at it through Zoom and be like, that looks <laughs> Ooh, actually That looks good. real that good. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so there's a new sheriff in town to make sure people are social distancing. Um, it's in Boston. Uh, it's the terrifying Boston Dynamics robot dog. Um, so oh. the dogs have been deployed, uh, I'm sorry, not in Boston, uh, to a Singapore park uh, for a two-week trial. They're just called Boston Dynamics robot dogs. I guess they were made in Boston. The goal, goal of the dog patrol is to broadcast a message about the importance of social distancing. Oh. So they're mechanical dogs. They're equipped with cameras to estimate the number of people in the park. Uh, it's not going to track or identify individuals, oh, right? But wow. it's little robot oh, yeah. dogs that are like, stay away from each other. <laughs> Don't <laughs> pee here. <laughs> <laughs> Starts biting on your ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, that's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. Thank you for the update, honey. Dirt Alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended Dirt Alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Report back to me in an hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. The brown eyes, beautiful smile. You know I love what you need to do your thing. I love her hips, curves, lips, say the words. Tiamo, mommy. Tiamo, mommy. I kiss her. 
is like a dream So join me in this bed The iron push up on me and sweat darling So I'm gonna put my time in I won't stop until the angels sing Don't and I wanna be free Come south of the border Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with 71 Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging with us. Sit back, relax, get a Bud Light or a. <laughs> yeah, why not? Or a margarita. Whatever you want, girl. We won't judge. There's no Judge Judy here. Nachos for breakfast. Is that a thing? Yeah, I did it on Saturday. Did you? Yeah, that's why I'm curious about that nacho challenge. Get some new ideas. I did a a chicken finger challenge uh, yesterday um, for the Jason show. Well, this was inspired by People Magazine's food editor, uh, Shay Spence, who I follow on uh, Instagram. He did a chicken finger challenge where he used stuff in his cupboard to coat the chicken fingers, uh, stuff like Cheez-Its and cornflakes. And so I did uh, waffle cones. I did uh, um, uh, Dots pretzels. Um, I did oh, I Captain. That was championship. I did Captain Crunch, <laughs> and I oh. did waffle cones. Waffle cones, uh, Captain Crunch, Dots pretzels, and um, Cheez Its. So what those did are you the four. like the best? Well, Don, you're just gonna have to stay tuned to the Jason oh, Show on hell. Thursday for the Great <laughs> Chicken Finger Challenge. Uh, but yeah, I made them last night, and uh, I will tell you, there's a clear winner. Dots. Dots has to be. Oh wow, well, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe let's, maybe it not. Again? Tell me the choices again. Dots, pretzels, mm-hmm. cheese its, Captain Crunch, and waffle cones. Waffle cones. All put in a food. You know, I put them in a food processor, mm-hmm. so that's like breading. Yeah, cheese its might be up there too. And I, I dip them in flour, <laughs> then egg, and I then the right now, and then the then the selected <laughs> coating. Did you put it in the air fryer? Okay, here's the deal. Thank you. Okay, thank you for asking that, Dawn. You should see Dawn McClain. She's sitting here asking me with her arms crossed like, did you put them in an air fryer? I also uh, need to hear eventually at some point that. what Angel's been making in the air fryer. Yes. Let's put that oh, back on the yeah. grid. Okay. Oh, he's been making a lot of stuff. So, yeah, let's talk about that next, because I want to get to that, and then we'll do Shanghai Disney later. But anyway, um, Dawn, yeah. my husband asked the same question, and here's the deal. I did not for this round because I wanted it to be accessible to the most people. And even though we love an air fryer, I don't know how many people have an air fryer. So Mm. this first, I'm going to do a second part because I'm going to do some with cornflakes. I just realized I heard cornflakes are really good on chicken fingers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I did them in canola oil uh, in a cast iron pan. Oh, um, yeah, I did good old fashioned frying um, and Colin and I kind of split and uh, we were on we were on track with each other. OK, as far as a clear. No- there was a clear number one and a clear number four out of the um, out okay. of the batch okay. for the great chicken finger Ooh. challenge. Yes. So what's on hell been making mm-hmm. uh, in the air fryer? Well, we also realize that this isn't a normal air fryer. It's huge. It looks like microwave size, like a big one. Yeah, you do. I saw it. Yeah. So it's um, 
also a toaster oven. So what? That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, my cool. my parents um, bought it for his birthday and Father's Day kind of combo gift. So all of a sudden it came and we were like, wow, this is great. Plugged it in and right away he made French fries. Mm. And Don, you have been talking about the fries and the air fryer for, well, since you got one. Mm-hmm. And it you're right. They're amazing. They're crispy and delicious and not all greasy and nasty. And, oh, man. So we had that. Um, let's see. What else has he made? Uh, you know, he doesn't eat meat, so we've had a lot of veggie burgers and, like, um, veggie sausages oh, man. that taste, like, so much better when you cook them like this. Um, so we've had that. Um, he's made some roasted vegetables. Oh, man. That's what I do every night, Alexis. It's so good. So- and it takes, like, no time, Dawn. It takes no time. So what I do is I cut up. I literally have, I haven't gotten sick of this yet, but I cut up a, a bell, like a red bell pepper. I cut up onion, and then okay. I put um, just little cherry tomatoes, and then I toss it in a little bit of oil. And then mm. I put some seasoned salt on it, and then I cut up, this is weird, some uh, either turkey breast or ham. And oh. I just like shred it, just yeah. lunch meat. Yeah, and I yeah. put that all together in the air fryer for like 390 temperature, and I do it for about uh, 12 minutes or so. Yeah, it's and so, it's so it's good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have the that like flavor. every night. Yum. I just, and there's different levels, too, for broiling and oven. Oh, and, my gosh. You know, she got a different kind. Oh, my gosh. I was like, wow, we could do everything in here. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. I was like, this looks like an oven. I mean, yeah. it was like, because <laughs> <it's laughs> like, mine looks like a pod. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. yours has a window. Yeah, yours, oh, people yes. like, yeah, replied and was like, whoa, this is mine. And yeah, it looks more like a pod. Where, right. where can I see this on your Instagram? Where? Um, It was in my Instagram stories. You know what? I'll share it again. Okay. okay. Oh, I'll stories. share it in my, in my yeah, but yeah, sometimes you know, it's gone after. Stories, yeah. Yeah. But I had a blast. I'll post it so you can see. Yeah, you should do a little, Angel should just do like a little series, just because, uh, yeah, I read. Uh, maybe we'll have Hanson on here because I forwarded her the article. It was it was. Oh, oh Lex, Packy the dogs. agrees. Packy likes the air fryer, Lex. Yeah, he does. He loves it. Um, <laughs> that was perfect timing, Packy. I just pulled up Instagram to try to find it, and yeah. it was a pic. My sister posted a a, a a feed thing about her dog, and I opened it right away, and Packy started barking, and I thought, oh. Oh, oh, we're hearing that on the air. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's weird. <laughs> no, oh. I was I was reading the story in the Atlantic talking about how foodie culture is gone. Like it's going to be changed I saw forever. That, but I didn't click what on it. That what mean? did it say? Um, well, it said that you know uh, I don't think forever, but the shishi poo poo. Um, you know, okay, I need you to go like what Oprah. I need you to go get a mushroom harvested from the top of a mountain. <laughs> And you and shave a little bit of that mushroom. All of that crap is gone. The most successful YouTube videos, the most successful Instagram videos right now during the pandemic are food videos. Food videos done by normal people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Accessible Making foods. stuff. That's what was another inspiration for the great chicken finger challenge. The most successful and most watched videos right now during the pandemic, the quarantine, 
food videos. And they're saying that this is going to usher in like this non-accessible shishi poo poo crap. Um, it's that's going to be kind of washed away for the time being. Oh, makes sense. Replaced by accessible fooding, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I love. Mm-hmm. And and Hanson kind of agrees uh, that because if you look if you look on Instagram, that's all anyone's doing mm-hmm. um, is making food because people like watching it. That's why the Food Network is the success that it is. So right, and they feel like they can do it too. Yeah, that's right. And not Lex. ingredients that you have to go into, yep. you know, an elfish like little village just you to yes. you know get to a cave and dig in the ground, you know? You can just go buy it. What Alexis said. Elf, it's still too much work for me. That's all right. I'll make chicken fingers for you, Kenny. It's too much Seven, work still. 7.13. Let's take a break. We'll be back right after this. And now, a sweet moment with J.R. Ewing. Well, must be kind of difficult living in a hotel. Do you really care? No, no, I don't. You know how I feel about you. I've despised you ever since Bobby first brought you home. Is that what you came here to tell me? No, I said that so that you'll so that you'll know that what I'm about to say is the truth. This has been a sweet moment <laughs> with J.R. Ewing. He's so sweet. <laughs> Very sweet. I have despised you since the moment Bobby brought you home. Yep. <laughs> and that was a preamble for what I'm about to say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Uh, welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk Radio 71, Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Uh, yeah. Oh. That was very long. Um, I watched yesterday the HBO series. I was telling Dawn about it. Uh, we're here. Lex, I know you're watching it as well on yes. H- on HBO. Did you watch the new episode, Lex? I did. Yes, I did. And Branson? Yes. Um, I told Dawn, uh, get thee to the HBO uh, mm-hmm. because I thought of Dawn many times because of well the fact that Dawn is from Missouri. Uh, you've been to Branson. Dirty Missouri. Dirty old Missouri, as MC calls it. <laughs> when are we going to go visit dirty old Missouri? Yeah, I'm, I live, um, I'm 20 minutes from Branson. That's okay. where I grew up, yeah. And you've oh, been okay. to Branson. More, I mean, I used to work there at the Andy Williams Theater. Okay. I mean, I worked at Silver Dollar City, the theme park. I love yeah. it. Oh, so you'll definitely recognize the downtown. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, yeah. Well, because yeah, they were trying to find a venue, and a oh. lot of places said no. Oh. Yeah, and were God, pretty rude on. about it too. Oh, One woman wouldn't even talk to them. No, like unbelievably. And if you guys don't know the concept, it's uh, we're here as a docu series from HBO, so it's beautifully shot, well done. Um, and uh, three alumnus from RuPaul's Drag Race go into these small communities and find uh, folks without a voice that feel like they are alone um, in the LGBTQ community and uh, kind of help bring them out of their shell. Um, it usually ends with a show in that community. Okay. Um, and they focus on the struggles of each individual and they highlight the town. And you know, Lex, what I love about it is even when they are... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Facing blowback from the towns, all three of them, they never get defensive. They never make fun. You know what I mean? They right. don't yeah. bust. I've noticed that. They don't. They don't cut it's down. Very yeah, they don't. Uh, and this is Eureka, Shangela, and Bob the drag queen. Yeah, oh, great! Yeah, even when Lex, I know which woman you're speaking to. There was a woman. So, as Alexa said, the the three queens are trying to find a venue, mm-hmm. and they're walking down the road. And this woman, they weren't even. They were just looking from the sidewalk at this building. And this creepy old woman oh, comes yeah. out of the building. Uh-huh. Remember her, Lex? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she Ugh. and she goes. Somebody wants to talk to you. And she passes them a, like an old them, like Nokia cell phone. Like a yeah, like a no girl, it was a cordless phone girl. It was like oh. a she oh, goes, oh no. She goes and she like she looks like she doesn't even want to touch them. Like they're like they're from Mars or something. And she goes, here. And she stretches out her arm and Eureka takes the phone and then you hear Eureka say, They want us off the premises or they're gonna call the law. Yeah. And then the woman is like stretches out her arm, like "Give me back the phone." Well, and Shangela is just trying to be like, "Hi, you know, Hi. thank you, you know, just being, you know, nice, genuinely nice." And she's just oh, not so not having it. Insane. I'm. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Well, that was one of three to four people that openly rejected them, um, and they finally found a space. Uh, one of the participants, and I have some sound here. One of the participants, Lex, that really struck me for a variety of reasons was Tanner. Tanner's a young man who's involved in community theater there in Branson and is really struggling. Uh, he's struggling between uh, his Christian faith and being an out gay man. And uh, in this clip here, he's talking to Bob the Drag Queen about his struggle and how he lived in Springfield uh, and uh, came back to Branson and, and, and what that change of scenery was like for him. Um, here's, uh, here's Tanner. Yeah. How long have you been back in Branson? Um, about probably about a year and a half now. When I lived up in Springfield, I was living this extremely like all over the place life. I was uh, part of the you know homosexual community, and um, my my drug habits and my alcohol that's really really getting out of control to mm-hmm. the point that it was destroying my life. It finally clicked one day that um, it was really hurting people, so I decided like to quit cold turkey and. I, I prayed for the first time in so long, and I just felt this this kind of ease off me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be good. Then I um, I had to come to calms with being gay and following Christ. And I ultimately I had to I had to go the Bible route. And he did. He, he felt like he had a pick. Yeah, he mm-hmm. felt like according to his reading of the religion that he's basically, you know, he has to suffer without love. Um, And, and in a switch, not a switch, but, you know, usually when you hear these stories, 
um, this sometimes, sometimes originates from the parents' uh, religious yes. beliefs. Oh, so how you pick Tanner as the example because this was such a refreshing twist of the story. You're so right. How long have we been doing a show together, yeah. girl? I knew it. I knew yes. you. Um, so here is the mother who Colin and I, we were crying. We loved her. because yeah, she has three boys. In a, and two of them are gay. Yeah. In a switch, Tanner's confusion, not confusion, Tanner's struggle uh, his struggle with religion doesn't emanate from a mother, from his mother, who, and sometimes you see that in these cases where the yeah. mother and the father are very religious, yep. uh, and they and the the child is feeling the struggle of his parents. No, in a in a twist, the mother doesn't believe as strongly or at all in the belief systems that Tanner has, and really just wants her son to be happy. Mm. Here she is talking to Bob about what she hopes Tanner will get from this experience, like. I, I know that you still deal with your said demon of being attracted to men still. And I know that you have told me that you're, you're willing to sacrifice your time on this, this earth, your life here. And because I don't believe the way you do, it's very hard for me to stomach you living a life without love. Mm. And I just want you to be happy with who you are whether you're gay or straight or whatever. I just want you to have love in your life because I know that I can't live without it. Oh, boy. That's from right. We're Here on Ooh. HBO. That was rough, wasn't it, Lex? That was you because you could oh. feel the pain of that mom. Um, and you could feel his struggle, you know, and, and you did. You just kind of... And I don't understand that struggle because I've never been raised religious uh, in a religious setting. But I just there were times where I just wanted to shake him in the best way and say, just, oh, please live your truth. Please you can have both. You can have both. You know, I know I know a lot of people uh, that have both have immense yeah. faith. Look at Pete Buttigieg, a man of extreme faith. Right. Um, and, yeah. and very open about. Um, but again, that's that, you know. Did you also feel like you were watching Intervention or Hoarders? Because the reason why I say that is because the last, you know, like 30 seconds of the show, they do they did an update on where they are right now. Yeah. And his update, I was like, yes! Yeah, they did an update. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. Uh, more with your... Oh, you're here. We're here on HBO. <laughs> Stay with us, everyone. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm I talk 1071. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. We're talking about uh, We're Here on HBO. Coming up in a bit, I have uh, the scoop on the opening day of Shanghai Disneyland. The first Disney park to open since the pandemic, since they closed back in March. Uh, George Snuffleupagus has that. We'll listen to a little bit of that. And uh, I have some thoughts about when I think we'll be returning. Um, And then uh, in the next segment, Liz. Our Tuesdays with Liz. See what our... uh, what are sweeties doing? Uh, so it's all ahead. So stay there. And then Alexis has good news. She has sunshine. She has unicorns. And she has rainbows. That's right. Yeah, and super blooms. So, oh, I'm sorry. What about your underwear? Super blooms. <laughs> super blooms? Mm-hmm. Super bloomies? Yep. Nice and comfy granny panties. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry, guys. I know you do, girl. I know you do. Uh, 733. But no, I... Uh, I'm so excited for Dawn and all of you uh, to watch We're Here because it really does. I said it last week. The show just opens your heart up a little bit. And and I actually, it's it's eye-opening. It is real, even for 
me, you know, even for myself, you know, we're lucky. We live in a community. We live in a metropolitan area with a, a robust LGBTQ community. But it is eye opening for me as a gay man to see the struggles of folks in my community in smaller areas and what they have to live with and what they have to contend with. Um, basically living in the shadows, like it's the twenties. I mean, it's, mm. it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. uh, they really, uh, uh, not Tanner, but, um, Lex, the, uh, the, the dancer, um, I, oh, I can't think of his name. What is his name? He talked about the fact that he has a partner of 11 years and yeah. they, they really can't walk down the street showing any type of affection. Um, they get looks. He said a lot of the theaters, he's well-connected in the theater and performing community in Branson. And he said there are a lot of theaters in Branson that the cast members really live in the, the gay cast members live in the shadows. Absolutely. Yeah. He goes His because, name is Charles. Charles. Because yeah. he said, look, let me be blunt. If some of these owners find out that they have gay cast members, they will be fired. It's ridiculous. And I just thought, oh, and it just, it hurts my stomach to think that in 2020, this is... Yeah. Still a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, what a bright light of sunshine oh, he, he was. was. So, yeah, you so, can just tell. He at the very end, he said, uh, "If you are, you know ever need a friend, I'm here." Because it's talking to the community because everybody comes together to watch this drag show. Yeah, and just you know offers his friendship, which yeah, very sweet. He's going to be a leader in that community. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny, what were you going to say? Are there straight cast members uh, ready and willing to fill those shoes if the gays get fired? That's a good question. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I mean, know. If you, I, I'm thinking if you start firing gay cast members, pretty soon you're not going to have a cast, well, are you? Well, uh, Kenny... Uh, though that may sound like a joke, you're absolutely right. That's no, what, I'm serious. Uh, no, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, Charles Lex is that his name? I'm horrible. Yeah, Charles. Yep. Charles said as much. Kenny, he said, "Look, this is a showbiz theater community. Mm-hmm. There are gays." Yeah. <laughs> right. He goes, "We are here." Right. He goes, "Whether the owners want to acknowledge that or not, we are here. We just have to." live in the shadows and not be out about it. A lot of the dancers and performers they for the theaters, they audition in New York for those. Like if you're oh. living in New York oh. and you're like a really good performer, one of the best jobs to get is Branson because the cost of living is oh. so low. They put you up in usually a resort town home. You don't oh. have any expenses um, for your housing and um, it's a good solid gig they pay really well mm. and they do audition most of their dancers in new york so you know it's like oh i i heard someone in new york the last time i was there um and they were talking i i just had flown in i was sitting at uh, this restaurant my friend worked at and i'm just sitting at the bar and this person next to me is like oh my god i got it i got that gig in branson and i'm like what did you just say and you can tell just by their body they were a dancer you know and i was like i I don't mean to interrupt or listen to your conversation but i'm from springfield missouri which is i just flew in from there are you you're doing a gig in branson they're like oh my god yeah it's really great work for us we all want the branson jobs oh then they sublease their new york apartment while they work and make a ton of money did you warn them <laughs> um, I'm sure they've heard from other performers that it can be conservative. Dawn, do you see it? Because each queen, Lex, in their own way, said, and we're talking about the docu series, We're Here on HBO. 
each of them said that the town's folks said it's changing slowly, mm. like very slowly. Yeah. Do, do you see that, Dawn? Like when when you were there, did mm-hmm. you see a subtle demographic change? Or there's always going to be those. It's the Bible Belt, so it's just like there's a church on. It has more churches per capita than any other place That's in the what country. They said, yes, and Chinese food places. Weirdly enough, huh. um, but it, it's like you've got half of the people who are accepting and half that aren't, and you kind of just don't. You know, you just try not to hang out with people like that. But it's you know, I I know a lot of. Um, I know a lot of gay men that are married and not out and open. In Branson. Oh, yeah. Springfield, Branson. There's so many men that are married and not living well, their true I have a question lives. about that. I have a question about that for Jason. I, yeah. I'm guessing from knowing you the past few years that you're pretty much pro out of the closet, right? What do you mean, my friend? Well, you mentioned five minutes ago um being gay or lesbian in a small town and yeah. how difficult that must be. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it just be easier to stay in the closet and not deal with all the hate? Yeah, I try not to judge in, with that mm-hmm. decision because it is so difficult. And I've said it many times. I, I, I always go back to my father, who I I don't want to get too deep here, but um, I, I I'm pretty... 98% sure my father was gay and yeah. uh, never came out because he's of that right. generation that sadly, and that just breaks my heart. You know, when I think right. about that generation of men that had to be secret and cheat on their wives and and go into parks in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and, and have rendezvous, um, I have such empathy. Um, so I try not to judge. For me, Kenny, I would like to say I would have the courage to be uh, out and and walking through the Branson Kmart holding hands, but I got to right. tell you, I'm I'm of that next generation where I still, even in Minneapolis, Colin will tell you, I I still don't like PDA. I'm I I still get uncomfortable, and I'm not proud of that. I still have a little internal. Um, I have but, a little uh, internal struggle even now as a 45-year-old man, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that's a big issue having an, uh, trouble with PDA because so do I. Oh, totally. You I'm know. just using it as an example for myself of like even right. living in Minneapolis. Where, hands, thank yeah. you, Lex. Where I'm ve- we're very lucky. Yeah. You know, Colin and I could hold hands and probably not cause that much of a ruckus, but I still... Um, you know, 12 year old Jason is still in there Mm -hmm. and I get my, my stomach tightens up, my, my body tenses up. So yeah, Kenny, I, I will never judge because I think for myself, it might be easier if I lived in a town like that, just to live my life and, and, and keep my private life very private, Mm -hmm. which makes me sad. I would hope that I would be better and be able to shine a light for the community, but, um, I, I honestly don't know if I would because uh, it's so it's so tough for so many people the blowback that you get and and, well, and the potential vibe Lex thank you because I was thinking Lex I don't know have you had this thought uh, Colin and I said this and Colin goes oh my goodness I was thinking the same thing when they do these shows at the end of every episode I always think to myself I really hope HBO uh, no I always hope and I'm sure they are that HBO has an increased security presence at each of these venues. Have you ever thought about that, Lex? Yeah, actually I have. Yeah, yeah and I just... hate feeling that way, 
but yeah. I've seen enough hate crimes and I've seen mm-hmm. uh, friends of ours that have gotten the crap beat out of them coming out of the 90s in Minneapolis right. at 1 a.m. Um, yeah, really? uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jeez. for the actual event, oh, but I also think goodness. about, you know, in the wake of them leaving, what happens immediately then, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what are they leaving? I mean, is it a better place? Is it? You know, now it kind of identifies, even though they've had the courage to come out and, you know, do this drag show. What does that mean? Because not only what uh, the other thing that I like about, you know, there's individuals from all different communities. There's allies. There's uh, straight people. There's, you know, um, different types of drag that's represented, which is fantastic. Um, So you just I don't know. That's what I thought about right away. You know, how's that once the production leaves the ripple? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're here on HBO. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, there's three or four episodes out. Yeah, I just put a, sh- a link on our show page, too, too. So if you... Perfect. Tues- Tuesdays with Liz when we return. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Beautiful, beautiful drink. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Here, this spon- uh, this section of Jason and Alexa is sponsored by Tab Cola. Everyone, <laughs> tab. I never drink Tab. Did you? I don't oh. think I've ever had one. Tab had the coolest '70s, '80ish logo. I want that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm sure you can find one. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis. In the morning on my talk one, everything entertainment. Uh, Tuesdays with Liz coming up in just yes. a millisecond. You've but, got mail. But I just oh. want to acknowledge real quick. Uh, we got a lovely email. I'll change your name to Esmeralda. Mm. Uh, we were discussing. We're here on uh, HBO. Esmeralda writes. Thank you for discussing being gay in a small town. My now uh, ex came out uh, to me and uh, ex uh, husband came out in 2018 after almost 10 years of marriage with a kid it's incredibly difficult for a single person to come out let alone someone who has lived their entire life mm-hmm. straight who is married with a child i'm so yes. proud of him and i'm so glad he's finally living his truth i may have lost a husband but i gained a very best friend oh, and we're a yeah. team and a family i oh, love that email gosh, so much i hope great. yeah esmeralda thank you you uh, uh yeah and uh, that's my cousin. He won't mind me saying this. That's my cousin Stan, who's my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan was was married and uh, was able to finally live his truth and has a, a daughter who I'm so yeah. proud of. Um, wow. Lauren just graduated. If I may just take a quick second. I just found this out. Lauren uh, Meadows is her name. And she graduated. She is the highest ranking graduate at Indiana University this year. Uh, it's oh. a title so wow. fa- Lex, it's a title so fancy that I can't, I don't even know quite what it is, but she is like the number one student of her class. Oh, here it is. Lauren was awarded the Herman B. Wells Senior Award, which is the most prestigious award given to any graduating senior at the at IU. The interview wrote this article, and uh, yeah, and she's moving to New York uh, to work on, of all things, uh, uh, pandemics and uh really? and virus yeah yeah so wow congratulations to lauren wow um, yeah cool 
750, a little good news there. 750, mm-hmm. more good news. She is our buddy. It's Tuesdays with Liz. This is part of uh, Little Brothers, Friends of the Elderly, where you can be a phone companion too, but you can't have Liz because she's our friend. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Hi, Jason. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Thank you. Liz, Liz, I was thinking of how lucky we are uh, to have you as a friend. And, 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 I, and personally, I was like, you know, what do I really, I want to make the most use of our time. We're so lucky for you to be on our show. And I was thinking, like, if I had the opportunity to ask, you know, I lost all of my grandparents, sadly, years ago. And I was like, if I had five minutes with them, uh, how would I mine their wisdom? And, and, I, and I'm going to live vicariously through you. If you could talk... If you could talk to 30-year-old Liz right now, what okay. would what would be the thing you would tell? What piece of advice, what piece of wisdom would you tell your 30- or 40-year-old self, Liz? The first thing I would do is learn to listen to other people better. We're so busy talking, we don't hear what other people are trying to say to us. Oh, yes. Oh, Liz. Oh, God, I love you more every day. Oh, yeah. And like really, really listen, Liz, not the fake listening. No, really listen to see where they what they feel and what they're thinking. Mm. Okay, well, mic drop. That's it. That's it. That's how that's how, how about listening to yourself? Do you feel it? You're that really is good at also that? very true, because sometimes we do not want to look into ourselves to find out what we're really thinking or doing because we're too busy running around. So we don't think in depth but where am i what am i really all about and we need to do that kind of meditation every day (laughs) oh my gosh now liz whenever you were 30 years old what did you think your life was going to look like you were running around probably very civic minded at that point too when you yes i was yeah what did you think your life was going to turn out to be like did it did it meet up to expectations or Well, it didn't because I suffered from a lot of medical problems. But when I was 30, I was a director of Christian education in the Presbyterian Church, and I dealt with a lot of youth. And I really enjoyed that job because kids always fascinate me. I think they're a lot smarter than we ever gave them credit for. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I bet in in that role you probably learned as much from the kids as they learned from you. I think I learned more from them than I did about myself. <laughs> oh, wow. They're really wise if we listen to them. Now, mm-hmm. uh, what year was that? The, the 19, uh, 1961 and 62. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Liz? Well, I'm 83, so you know I've been around a while. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't mean to react that strongly. That's okay. Liz. <laughs> oh, Liz, I love it. Well, you know, we got deep. Now I just want to ask a fun question. For whatever reason, fashion, uh, fun, what, uh-huh. what was going on in your life at the time, what, what's been your favorite decade? Well, actually, it was the 60s because uh, – one of the things that I did, I was living in Chicago, and I had the opportunity to meet Martin Luther King. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Barry How did that lead. go down? Oh, he was the most charis- charismatic man I ever met in my life. Uh, he was way ahead of us in, in understanding what was going on in the world. <laughs> oh, yes. Was it, a, was it for, through school or work? Or? No, I was training as a director of... Re- 
of Christian education at McCormick Seminary in Chicago, and I had an internship on the South Side, and so Martin Luther King was developing the core of racial equality at that time, and so we, uh, some of us were invited to a meeting that he was at to hear him speak, and we got to speak, talk to him after the meeting, and he was a very down-to-earth kind man. Uh, profoundly changed you, Liz, from that moment. Was he? Was he one? Was he an individual? And I know the answer, but I'm asking. Uh, was were you instantly changed by your encounter with him? Well, I knew of him before I went there, but I did not realize how sensitive he was and how kind he was to people. Oh. You know, because a lot of leaders become kind of arrogant. Yeah. But I never saw that in him, and so I really appreciated appreciated him for what he was. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Uh, mm-hmm. This. Wow. Every week, I just think we can't love Liz more, and now we love Liz more. I love it. Liz. I love you guys, too. Well, Liz, thank you, sweetie. We're going to talk to you next Tuesday. Okay. Bye, Liz. Bye-bye. Have a good day, all of you. We will. You, too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, Liz. Little Brothers, Friends of the Elderly, you can get information on mytalk1071.com. I oh. want to know all about the speech. I know. Maybe we we got can talk next to her week. about that next week. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Liz blew every answer of Liz blew me away. Wow. I I just don't know. What an incredible life. Yeah. My goodness, she's like Forrest Gump. (laughs) Wonder if she had Dr. Pepper with John F. Kennedy. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ping pong. (laughs) Wonder if she went on Dick Cavett. Gosh. <laughs> Thank you for getting that reference. We're going to take a break. I'm a moron. We'll be back with good news with Alexis next. 